Hey there, friends, what's up? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're starting Daf Peh, Daf 85 of Masechta Yuvamis, friends. Um, who can tell me what Daf 85 talks about? Well, we said at the end of the Daf yesterday, the Maisa, that, um, that while a, a Koyan is not allowed to marry a Chalala, a Chalal is allowed to marry a Kshere. A Kshere, uh, like a Kohenis who's Kshere, would be allowed to marry a Chalal. That would be acceptable. Um, so, um, so we're going to talk about that for a little bit. And then, uh-oh. Oh no, I think the washing machine is beeping. Oh man. I'll have to do something about that, let me say. Um, anyways, yes, we talk about that for a little bit. Then we talk about Shniz Larais. Talk about Coin Godel. Right, Coin Godel. I'm one of the Coin Godel, Gushvachlutz, Coin Ejit. So, very, very exciting sugis on uh, today's daf and daf pay. Excuse me one second. I'm going to uh, have a look at the washing machine for a second. All right, yeah, so it looks like the washing machine is sort of done doing its thing and needed me to uh, sort of uh, turn it off. Right, let's go by there. Otherwise, it's going to keep beeping. There, there's no way to turn off the beep, it seems. Uh, all right, let's go. Well, I mean, there is a way to turn off the beep, but uh, it involves you going there. All right, uh, so we're on the Pedalum of Bay is about, we got some work to do over here. We got about 15 lines from the bottom of Pedalum of Bay's um, by the two dots where it says Gufa. Here we go. Gufa, we said earlier, Omer Vudom Rav says, Reviewed in the name of Rav Lo, Huzaru Ksheris, Linovse Lifsulin, that Ksheris, Kohanos, female Kohanes, priestesses. Ooh, that sounds like a nice word, a priestess. That sounds pretty cool. A priestess. A priestess. Is that a word? That sounds like like a cool kind of thing. A priestess. Alright. A priestess. Should we go for it? Let's go for it. So it says reviewed in the name of Rav, that a priestess is allowed to marry a um like a hollow. Well, let's say that our Mishnah is taka support for this notion. Well, because after all, our Mishnah talks about a cholol who marries a kshere. My love, kohenes haruilo. Mistama, this kshere that we're talking about is a kohenes. Haruilo, as Rashi points out, that apparently it's ideal for a koyin to marry a kohenes, for a priest to marry a priestess. Um, and therefore, it must be that if we're talking about a cholol shenos kshere, what does it mean kshere? Ksheira, that she's the ideal uh, match for a priest. Umay ksheira, ksheira lechuna. Means that she's, a, a, you know, an ideal match for a priest. Lo Yisraelis, no, it's not talking about a priestess, it's talking about a Jewess. Umay ksheira, well, kilo Yisraelis. Umay ksheira, ksheira lechuna. What does it mean that she's ksheira? It means that she's ksheira to the congregation. She's just a regular, a regular Jew. A regular Yisraelis. Ihachi. If that's the case, Yeshalach Koshanami. But then one second, when we talk about in the Mishnah, that if this uh, priest has, right, this Cholo has a brother who's a Kosher, Kosher the Kohol, does that mean that he's uh, allowed to marry into the Kohol, Michlal de Hu, Apostle the Kohol? What? Saying that the Cholo is possible to the congregation? I mean, that, that, that's not true, right? Meaning if we're saying that the brother is Kosher, implying that the Cholo is possible, and we're saying that Kosher to the congregation is impossible to the congregation, but the Cholo is impossible to the congregation, he can marry a or even a Kohenis, we're saying. So, Elalav, Koyen, 
rather it's talking about that he's kosher as a coin. Umidahu kosher, umidahu koin, he kohenes. And if we're saying that when we talk about his brother being a kosher, and he's talking about kosher as a koin, so it must mean that when it says that she's a kshere, we, we're talking about a, a kohenes who's kshere, and we're saying that she's allowed to marry a cholol, midi'irya, hakadisa, vakadisa. To which the Gemara says, meh. You could say that they're talking about two different cases. You could say that by the brother, we're talking about he's kosher as a koin, whereas by the uh, kshere, who's married to the cholol, maybe it means just a regular Israel. It's not necessarily a proof to say that we're talking about a, that a kohenes would be able to marry a cholol. Most of Ravin Bar Nachman, Ravin Bar Nachman, asks Akasha, lo yikochu, lo yikochu. Um, that when the Pasuk says um, by a coin, it says lo yikochu twice. What does the Pasuk say? lo yikochu. That a coin doesn't marry a zona or a chalala. Ve'isha grusha me'isha lo yikochu. And also, she do, uh, a coin doesn't matter, marry a divorcee. So it says in the Pasuk twice, yikochu. So melamed she'isha museris aida ish. That just like the, um, when it comes to a, um, Chalala marrying a Koyin. So the Koyin is not allowed to marry the Chalala. So, and if he does, it's a, it's a, um, you know, it's a love on his part. Well, the same thing applies to her as well. That, um, if a, if she, excuse me, I have to sneeze. Give me a second. Yeah, false alarm. What a waste of time. Anyways, so, 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 so just like he as a priest is not allowed to marry Chalala. And if he does, it, it's a, you know, it's a love. So then also, it's also her as well. Kilu, if she's a halala, she is not allowed to marry a priest, right? They both have a lav, just like he has a lav, she has a lav. Melamitsha isha musaris idea ish. That, um, she is, um, warned. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I explained that wrong. Rather, melamitsha isha musaris idea ish, meaning what we want to say, right? Meaning the Bryce says, Okay, the Bryce says lo yikachu lo yikachu. It says lo yikachu twice, and it says melamish sheishim musarisai deish that the that the um, uh, woman is is warned on account of the husband. Now, what we want to say that this means is that well, just like a koyin who's a kosher is not allowed to marry a chalala, so we want to say that the inverse would also be true that a um, that a ksheire right a kohenis who's a ksheire should not be able to marry a chalal. Right, and that would sort of be against uh reviewed Amarab. So Amarava Kolechadu Muzar, he musaris for Kolechadu Lo Muzar, Hilo Mizdaira, um to which Rava says, No, that's not what it means. It's not to say that a Kohenis is forbidden from marrying a Cholo. That's not true. A Kohenis is allowed to marry a Cholo. What this Pasuk is coming to teach us is that in the case of a Koyan who's kosher, Who's not allowed to marry a halala, so it, it, it applies to both of them. Meaning, just like he is prohibited from marrying her, she is also for, prohibited from marrying him. But one second, this isn't learnt out from here. This is learnt out from a different statement of that by meila it says that if a man or a woman you know, is is uh, does something that he's chayv to bring an ashram ilos for. And we learn out from there that men and women are compared to one another when it comes to um, lavin, when it comes to punishments, when it comes to lotases in the Torah. So what do we see? So we see from there 
that um, men and women are in the same boat when it comes to love. And, and therefore, I know from that statement of Avira Marav from, from Me'ila, I know that um, if a Koyin Kosher is not allowed to marry a Chalala, so Memele, it applies to him and to her. Because when it comes to Lavin, it applies, right? It says, you can't get married. So just like he can't get married, she also can't get married. So I know that already that it applies to both of them, to which the Gemara says, not true. If I would only have this pasuk of by Me'ila, I would only know about prohibitions about Lavin that apply to everybody, not just a specific subset of, of, uh, of the Jewish people, but apply to all the Jewish people, right? For example, right, uh, a lav, a general prohibition that applies to all, to all Jews. But something doesn't apply to all Jews. For example, a Kohen, right? We're talking about who a Kohen can marry. That's a specific subset. I might think that law, right, prohibitions that apply to specific subsets of Jews. So maybe there we would not say, um, that they are, that men and women are equal. So therefore, we need this pasuk of, or this brice that says, lo yikachu, lo yikachu, that the pasuk says, lo yikachu, twice, to teach that just like um, he is prohibited from marrying her, also she is prohibited from marrying him, even though it's a subset, and I, I don't know that from the other pasuk of, by me'il of arei, tuma, or, what about tuma? Friends, when it comes to, um, when it comes to tuma, so of course, Kohanim are not allowed to become become uh, uh, impure via corpse Tumah. Now that only applies to Kohanim. doesn't apply to Israelim. Right? Israelim can become tummy, touch corpses all they want. A Kohen cannot. So, so Tumah is something that applies only to Kohanim, only to a particular subset of Jews, the priest class. Or what's the word? That they use with this stuff, caste, the priest caste. Can you can you use the word caste with priests? Uh, maybe. Akupan of the priests, and yet it says So it's it's a lav, right? Only priests have a prohibition against becoming tamei to corpses. And not only does this prohibition apply only to the men. Uh, not all, not, I'm sorry, does it not only apply to the priests, it only applies to the men, because the Pazik says, the, 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 the men, but the women can become tummy to corpses. But if not for the fact that I had a special limud, that says, I would have thought to say, that the women would be chayev, just like the men are chayv, so therefore the kasha is, it sounds like by default, we do learn out from Mi'ila that prohibitions apply to men and to women, even by subsets. Even when it only applies to Kohanim. So my time, lab mishum, to aviro amar, suya amar, b'nei aharin, halav achi avamini nashim chayavos, my time, why would I have thought they would be chayavos, lav mishum, to aviro amar, it's not because of the limud from Mi'ila? Lo, that's not why. No, it's tafka because from uh, from uh, Kohanim, right? When it says uh, by by a coin marrying a halal, it says lo yikachu, and over there it applies to we're saying because it says lo yikachu twice, it applies to him and it applies to her. 
So therefore, we know that also by subsets, the things that only apply to Kohanim, also we, we compare, right? We say that men and women are both liable. And therefore, I would have thought that by Tuma, uh, women would be liable. And therefore, it says, Bnei Aharon to the exclusion of Bnei Aharon, and don't say that, that it applies to women as well. Ikidarmi, those who say, Kicha etztrichale, sagadayte chamino, ligamer mituma kamashmulon. Or you could talk and say the opposite, right? Which is, which is, meaning I would have thought that meaning we have by Mi'ila, it says, Ish o Isha, and therefore we compare men and women to all um, um, prohibitions, fine. But then we have by Tuma, which is something that only applies to Kohanim, and we're saying there that it only applies to the men and not to the women. And therefore I may have thought to say that also by a Kohen marrying a Chalala, it only applies, the prohibition is only to him, but not to her. So therefore I need Lo Yikachu twice to say, no, it applies to her as well. Friends, let's move on. So, or Hinsivu. Uh, the Agosabach changes it to Shchansivu. There's also a place called Shchansiv. Is it maybe Shchansiv? Friends, what should we say? I kind of want to say Shchansiv. I actually don't see that anywhere. So, if I, I guess based on what we see, it's probably wrong. But I feel like in every other place we see Shchansiv. Is it possible there's a place called Shchansivu and Shchansiv? How many things like that could there be? I mean, it's a pretty random name. Shchansiv? Who's ever heard of Shchansiv? Let's go weiter. So Rav Papa and Rav Hunabed of Yeshua include Shchansiv. So Rav Papa and Rav Hunabed of Yeshua, his sidekick, visited Shchansiv. Lasted Rav Idi Bar Oven, and that is where Rav Idi Bar Oven lived. Of course, there are people outside making noise. They do it just to distract me, you know? No, that's not nice. That's not nice. They don't, they don't even know that I'm recording. Let's go weiter. Bauminayu. And when Rav Papa and Rav Funabed of Yeshua got to Shchansiv, they asked, right, the people there asked Rav Papa and Rav Funabed of Yeshua, whose Arukshiris Linose Lifsulin Olo, can Kohanos, who are Kshiris, marry, um, like a Cholo? By the way, my neighbor is, is relatively effective at going out and it's, it's almost borderline humorous. She really, like, oh, I think she might be yelling at them. One second, one second, one second. Yeah, anyways, she's like pretty effective at, at, at like, it's so funny. There's like all these tour groups that, that end up in the park outside the house. I mean, I'll be honest, like, you know, they're, they're kind of loud and, you know, I don't really love it, but it's like so funny. She like goes out and yells at them. Like, they're probably allowed to be like in the park, but she, she makes it very unpleasant for them to be there until they leave. <laughs> All right, I mean, like, look, at the end of the day, like, I don't really mind to the extent that it kind of, you know, gets them to be quiet, but uh, I, I, she's probably not right. <laughs> All right, let's go weiter. So, uh, fine. So, Papa Nefunabed, are we sure they visit Shchansev and the people ask them, who's our Kshayris, Linas, and Lefsun, hello? Are the, um, are the Kshayris, are the, um, are the uh, uh, kosher, Kohanos allowed to marry a cholo. Amulur Papa. So Papa says, Well, Tnisue, you all learned the last parak of Mesech the Kiddushin. The Mishnah says, I saw Yuchsin Olumi Pavel. There were 10 um, lineages, I don't know, 10 types of Yidin who made Aliyah from Babylonia to Eretz Yisrael, where I live. Kohanim Levim Visraelim, priests, Levites, Israelites, Chalalim, Gerim, Cholos, converts, Vachurim, freed slaves. Umamzerim nisinim shtuki vasufi mamzers nosins shtukis people who we don't know who the father is vasufi and also people we don't know who the parents are we just kind of found them 
Priests, Levites, and Israelites, they're allowed to marry into each other. All those people, the Levites, the Israelites, the Cholos, the Gerims, and the Charurims, they can marry into each other. Interestingly, the Kohanim are not included in that list. And converts, freed slaves, Mamzers, Nosen, Shtukis, Asufis, they could all marry into each other. Uh, very nice. But conspicuously, Kohanos marrying Cholos um, um, was left out. So, Rapapu wants to say from there that a Kohenes would not be allowed to marry a Cholo. But Rapapu says, Heicho Dehani Nosve. Mehani vaninosve mehani katoni. So says the funi but not necessarily because um, when we say that the different people, right, Kohen, right, when we said, for example, a Levi and Yisrael can marry a Cholo, so that's because a Cholo could marry them, and also if they are like Cholos, then they would be able to marry like Yisraels, I guess, meaning if it applies to the boys and the girls, but came the Iluboy, the Mints of Chalola, Asira, Lay, but since when it comes to a Kohen and a Chalala, if the Kohen wants to marry a Chalala, that wouldn't be allowed, right? Only if a Chalala wants to marry a Kohenis. But since it doesn't work in both directions, Lokatani didn't list it, but still a Kohenis would be allowed to marry a Chalala, just that a Chalala would not be allowed to marry a Kohen. Also, the Kamidur Vidibar Oven, they then came before Vidibar Oven, Armadu, and he said to him, Dardake, sharp ones, Hachyom reviewed Marav. After all, this is what reviewed Marav said, Lahuzuru Ksheris. The nose lifsulim that ksheris are permitted to marry cholos. Uh, All right, very beautiful, very 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 beautiful uh, story there with Rav Pope and Rufuna Brader Yeshua and Vidi Baravin and Shchansev. All right. So we had talked about in our Mishnah Shnias, um, um, uh, right? For example, your mother's mother. So, so, uh, so we said in that, in that case, they don't get a ksube, they don't get, you know, she doesn't, uh, uh, there's no, um, ksube, he doesn't have to like pay her for the fruits of the nichsim look that he consumed, things like that. So, so the people of biri, as of what if, you ready for this question, friends? What if, um, she was, uh, I guess, the the relationship between the man and the wife was such that um, I don't know, it was his grandmother or something. It's a shnia to him, but to the brother, if he goes to Wellwood, the brother, right? She's not a shnias to the brother. So would the yavam pay her her ksube or not? Would the yavam pay her her ksube or? Not. We had learned earlier on Daf Lamarches that the Ksube, right, if you, when you have Yibum, right, so Ruvin's married to Sara, Ruvin goes to Wellwood, Shimon does Yibum with Sara, so the Ksube that Sara receives, the payment that she receives, comes from Ruvin's estate, not from Shimon's. So, now in this case, uh, when she was married to Ruvain, it was a Shniyas Larayas, and therefore there was no Ksuba. Now, if she does Yibum with um, Shimon, well, Shimon's not a Shniyas Larayas with her, so technically speaking, 
um, she would be able to have a ksuba from Shimon, but the thing is that we also said that the ksuba dafka comes from the first husband, and there was no ksuba from the first husband because it was Shni Yislarais. Right, so, so do we say, I'm gonna read that again, Kevin Dahmer Mar, since we said, that the Ksube comes from her first husband, Laisla. So therefore, well, uh, the first husband was uh, Shniyas Larais. There is no Ksube. So therefore, she doesn't get any Ksube. Or Dilmar, perhaps we say, Or do we say that, well, just like we said uh, earlier in Daflam Ches, that if um, the husband, you know, didn't have any property, didn't have with, you know, with what to pay her Ksuba. So in that case, we say that the Yavam, that Shimon would uh, be responsible for the Ksuba so that it's, uh, it makes it difficult for him to just easily divorce her. So, so since we say that over there, if there is no property from the first husband, so then the second husband does uh, take responsibility for the Ksuba. So maybe this would be like that. That, well, there's no Ksuba from the first husband because of uh, Shni Yislarayus. So there, therefore, maybe then... Shimon, the brother who is not Shni Yislerayus, would be responsible for the Ksuba. Omar Luhu, Rav Sheshis, Rav Sheshis, that's empty Yisua, we have a price that says, Ksuboso, Al-Nikhse, Baila, Arishon, that the Ksuba is paid by the first husband, Vim Hoysa, Shni Yislerayus, and if she was a Shni Yislerayus with the, with the husband, with, the, with Ruven, Afilu Miyovam, Einla, that she doesn't even get uh, her Ksuba from Shimon. She doesn't get a ksube from Shimon. So says of Sheshes, she would not get the ksube from Shimon. But one second, ask the Gemara. If we say that, meaning the, the, this, this Bryce is a little bit weird, right? It says that she gets a ksube from the original husband. And if the original husband was a Shniya, so then she doesn't even get it from the second, from, from Shimon. Does that imply that there would be a case where she would get it from Shimon? Right? Is there a case where she would be paid her ksuba from Davka, her, from, from Shimon. So, yeah, it's missing a few words. This is really, I, I, I have to understand the Braise. That she gets her ksuba from her first husband, from Reuven. And if Reuven doesn't have property with which to pay sorry, her ksuba, so then Shimon would take responsibility for the ksuba. But if um, she was with Ruven, so then uh, when she does Yibam with Shimon, even though she's not with Shimon, she would not get her ksuba from Shimon. If you have an Amone who's married to a coin, God, Gushav Achlutz Lukoyin Ejit, or a Grusha or Achlutz Amaritakoyin Ejit, Yeshla and Mizonis, or in Loyin Mizonis, do they get, you know, paid, right? Does the husband have responsibility to pay for her food, to support her, to sustain her, or not, right? Meaning, our Mishnah had said that Amon Lukoyin Golo, Gushav Achlutz Lukoyin Ejit, they get a Ksube. That they get a Ksube, and if they get divorced, they get back to Nixit Sombarzel, etc. So what about um, Mizonis? Does that is that included as well? So now Hechidami. So Gemara says, wait. Now what exactly is the case? E lema diyazva tuse b'amod v'hoitze koyim Mizonis isla. One second. If they're married and they're living together, I'm one of the koyin gadol. Kushvachlus or the koyin edjit. He's got to get rid of her. What do you mean sustain her? What do you mean give her Mizonis? 
They, they can't be together. Of course, he's not chayv from his ownness. He has his chayv to, 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 to get divorced. So it's talking about where the Kohen Gadol and the Amona got married and then he goes on business or something. Vilavsa and she borrowed money in order to pay for her own food. Vilachla, my. So is the husband now, right, the Kohen Gadol or the Kohen Hejit, is, uh, is he responsible to pay back the loan or does she have to pay back her own loan so do we say look as we said in the Mishnah that she gets her ksuba and written in the ksuba is that he's responsible for her for her mizonis to pay for her food so so if she has a ksuba so she has mizonis as well that, that he has to pay for her food but um, or do we say no? Look, it means that um, if they get divorced, so then so then she can get certain things. But mizone dumateakiv gabe leisla. But um, but um, in mizone sustenance, which would basically encourage them to remain together, or at least encourage her to stay with him, that is not something that we're going to include. Amale. So Rabbi Yochanan responds, um, leisla. She does not get. Uh, Mizone, right? The husband is not responsible to pay for her loans. One second, we have a price that says that she has it. That is talking about, yeah, if he dies, so then, yeah, sure. Um, so then, so then, um, she would, uh, you know, be able to get paid back. But uh, as long as they're alive, uh, no. Is the Amri that those who say Amrle, the Rabbi Yochanan says, Tanya Yeshla, that the price says that she gets, uh, that she uh, gets these mizoni. To which Rabbi says, yeah, but don't, don't they have to get divorced? So Rabbi Yochanan says, yeah, but it says that she gets the mizonis. To which Rabbi says, yeah, but that's only talking about, um, you know, if he dies, so then she gets the mizoni, but not as long as they're married. So if you have a widow married to a high priest, and a divorcee or a chalutzi married to a regular priest, blows. Says the Bryce in that case. So regular ksuba laws apply, right? The ksuba barzel, lug. He's responsible to pay for her mizonis, her sustenance, blows. Uh, whatever, if there's like garments that get worn out, but they're still there, I guess she gets them back if they get divorced, whatever. Vipsula, and she is psula, right? She's a chalala. Uvlad apostle and her children are chalos. Vechofen also and we force them to get divorced. Shnias midivrei sofen. When it comes to shnias la arayis, which are right, also midirabonon, ain lo ksube. She doesn't get any ksube lo peris and not you know nichse malug. If the if the husband eats the peris, he doesn't have to pay her back. Lo mizonis lo blows. Um, and you know he doesn't have to pay for her sustenance or these worn out garments. Vikshera uvlada kosher. But since shnias midoraisa is not a problem, so she remains kshera. She's not a chalala, and her children are not chalos. Bechofen also laotzi, and yet we 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 force them to uh, break up because um, it's shnias. You know shnias laraisa. Amr Shimon ben Elazar says Shimon ben Elazar. Pneima Amr Amonu lekoin gadol yesh leksube. How can we say that in the Reisha that by an Amon of the Kohen Gadol, also Gusar Vachlutz of the Kohen Ejit, we say that the normal Ksube Halachis apply? Well, because um, 
when they're married, so he's possible, you know, if he's a coin, he can't be like act functioning as a coin while they're married, and she becomes a halala. And in such a case, when he's now posel and she's psula, they say the regular ksuba halachos apply, and they don't, uh, you know, make anything special. There's no really, there isn't really any reason to make any special enactments because Mimela, they're going to want to break up anyway, since now he's posel, he can't function as a regular coin. She's psula, right? And, uh, you know, any children would be halos, kilu. It's not a, 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 it is not a, um, very, um, I don't know, constructive, comfortable, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but it's not a very awesome situation. They're going to end up fighting, whatever. They're going to get divorced. We don't need to make anything special. They'll probably break up on their own. But now why do we say that by Shniyas Midi that um, all of a sudden we're changing things and we're saying that she doesn't get any Ksuba, she doesn't get Mizonis, anything like that. Because since at, uh, when it comes to Shniyas Laharayas, at the end of the day, he remains kosher, she remains kshera. The children are chalos. There really is no incentive for them to break up. So therefore, you know what the incentive is? Well, she doesn't get mizonis, no ksube, right? None of that stuff. So kind of make the situation um, artificially um, unpleasant so that they will not remain together. And... Uh, therefore, when he remains kosher, she remains kosher, the children remain kosher. So we sort of uh, fine her and say, look, you're not going to get any benefits from remaining married. No ksuba, no mizonis, no nothing. So, and hopefully that will, um, um, you know, um, create a situation where they break up because we do not want them to stay together. Rebbe Omer says, Rebbe, halalu Rebbe says, look, you know, Kohen Gadol, Amon the Kohen Gadol, Grusha, we're going to ask Akasha about Chalutz in a second, but Grusha, the Kohen Hejit, you know, these are Midoraisa. And because they're Midoraisa, they don't need any special halachos, right? They don't need special chizik, anything to strengthen them. They're, they're, they're Midoraisa. You're not going to, you know, hopefully you won't violate, violate them on their own. Valolo de Vesofim, whereas, um, Shni Yislarayus, and Midorabon, with the Vesofim, Tsuichen, Chizik, we need extra support for Midorabonans, and therefore we say, you know what? She's not going to have any halachis, any protections of the ksube. Okay. Now we see an additional opinion, and we're going to have to find that in a minute. Is this, you know, who is this according to? But another opinion, that in one case, that in, um, that in the first case, by the, um, um, uh, let's say, so where they're both possible, so right, uh, he's he becomes right. He now becomes possible. She's psula. So in that case, she's not going to want to get married, but he's going to coerce her, right? Zehumargila. He's going to coerce her, and therefore we make him responsible for the ksuba. Uh, whereas opposed to by the shniyas laraiyus, where they both remain kshere, so then she may be more inclined, right? Since she remains kshere, he remains kshere, the children are kshere, she may be more inclined to just want to get married to him and she may coerce him, so therefore she loses out on the ksuba benefit. So it depends who is coercing who. Now we want to know who is the one who teaches this davar acher, right? This alternate opinion. Is it, right? So Ika da Amar Reb Shimon ben Elazar Katanila. So those who say, who say that it's Rav Shem ben Elazar, Rav Shem ben Elazar who said that when it comes to a situation when, when, you know, he's possible, she's psula, so then, 
he remains responsible for the ksuba, but a situation where they're both ksheri, then she, <coughs> she loses her ksuba. How come? So umatam ka'am, are you saying how come? Matam amu pasul v'psula kansu also ksuba. How come we say that when he's pasul and she's psula, so then they find him and make him responsible for the ksuba? It's because he is the one who's coercing her in that case. And how come in the situation when he is kosher and she remains kosher, so then um, she loses out on the ksuba benefits? It's because in that case, she would be the one who's coercing him. Um, I don't know if coercing is the right the word. Maybe, uh, 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 I don't know, alluring, uh, egging on. He could the Amar, the those who say, Rebbe Katanila, the those who say that it's Taka, Rebbe who's saying, who's giving this, um, you know, a, you know, Davar Acha, this alternate, uh, alternate explanation about the, um, you know, who's doing the, um, egging on. Zvichalutza Kakashale, because he, you know, his, his theory of coin, of, of Amana the coin Gadogush, Vachalutza the coin Ejit being the Orises, as opposed to Shniyas being the Rabbana, doesn't, isn't, Really, hundred percent, because while a grusha, the coin hedged, and a amon of the coin gadol are in fact midaraisa, a chalutza to a coin hedged is only midarabonon. The chalutza derabonon, the isla ksuba, because after all, chalutza is derabonon, and yet she gets the ksuba. So the whole deraisa thing doesn't really add up by chalutza. Hadramar, so therefore he said, given the posi law midarabonon zel magila v'zoi magila. So therefore he went back and said, well, since midarabonon a chalutza becomes a um, apostle, so therefore, in that case, he would sort of egg her on, and therefore he's responsible for the ksuba as opposed to shnias, where they both remain ksherim, even midirabanon, so then um, she would egg him on, and therefore she loses his, uh, she loses the ksuba, her ksuba. What would the nafkemina be between Rebbe and Ribshimin ben Elazar? Right, that um, if we assume like the first way that the Reb Shimon ben Elazar is uh, saying that by um, you know like Amar the Kohen Gadol, so yeah, he's responsible for the Ksube because um, he's gonna sort of egg her on, whereas by um, by Shnei uh, Sarayus she loses her Ksube because she eggs him on. And Rebbe says that it's about Midoraisa versus the Rabbanon, that Amon of the Kohen Gadol is the Oraisa and doesn't need Chizik, so there's no, nothing special. Whereas by Shnei Sarais is the Rabbanon, so we need extra support, so therefore we say that she loses her Ksube. So, my Iko Ben Rebbe, the Rabshim Ben Lazar, what would be a Nafkemine between Rebbe and Rabshim Ben Lazar? I'm of Chizdam, I'm Zaris, and Sinu, the Israeli Kibenayu. So, the Chiddush would be, the Nafkemine would be, for example, a Mamzeris or an Asina marrying a Yisrael. So according to Rebbe, who says that it's about whether it's an Isra Doraisa or not, well, this is an Isra Doraisa. But according to Rabbi Shimon Elazar, who's uh, saying that it's dependent on, you know, who is egging who on, in this case, she's going to egg him on, since, by you know, if a mom's or marries a Basi so she does not become, you know, a halala or anything like that. And the child becomes a mamzer, but there's an opinion who says, right, Rabtai, there's an opinion of Rabtai, and who says you can sort of like, there's something by money that's called money laundering. So you can do mamzer laundering. You can have a mamzer, right? So if a mamzer marries a basisra, the child is a mamzer. But if that mamzer then marries a shifcha, then the child becomes an evid. If you free the evid, then it becomes a regular yisra. Oh, well, 
So, so it's not the end of the world. So therefore, she will egg him on, and therefore she should lose her ksube. But what about according to Eliezer, who says that if you do mamzer washing, the it doesn't work. The child remains in not just a, in evid, but a mamzer too. So hello, Margulales, and she's not going to egg him on. Below midi, nothing. Would be the According to Rebbe, who says it's about whether or not it's the Oraisa. Well, Marzah Grushaso is certainly also me the Oraisa. But according to Rabbi Shimon Elazar, who says it's about who's egging on who, well, she's going to egg him on because she's already apostle from the fact that she's divorced. She's not allowed to marry Koyin anyways from the fact that she's already divorced. So this doesn't really make it any worse for her. So therefore she will egg him on. Therefore she should lose the ksuba. The Rabbi Kiva, the Omar, according to Rabbi Kiva, who says, Yesh Mamzer who says that um, you can have offspring that will be Mamzerim from prohibitions. And therefore she won't egg him on because, you know, any children would, would become a Mamzer. So, Ha lo margula lei vlomidi. She's not going to egg him on. So, El Omar says, Well, if you have a Kohen Gadol who marries a Ba'ula, somebody who's, right, a woman who's not a virgin. Now, there's no Issa, right? It says, That needs to marry a Ba'ula, implying not a Ba'ula, but it's a love. But, but, but it's an essay. But it's an essay. It's Madama Doraisa, Anami Doraisa. So the Manda Amu says that we're concerned about Doraisa. Well, it's, this is an Issa Doraisa. Madama Pneshu Magila, Ha, He, Magila Le. But if we're concerned about Who's going to be, um, you know, egging on who? Well, she's going to egg him on in this case because the child won't be a chalal anyways. But according to who says that by such as over here, right, where, you know, if he marries this woman who's a be'ula, so then um, the child will be a chalal, so then she won't be egging him on. That then, that the nafkamina is, what if, um, you have a situation, we have a husband and a wife that are married, he warns her that he doesn't want her to be secluded with a certain fellow, there are two witnesses that testify that she was secluded with that fellow, so in that case, they're not allowed to be together anymore. So, madam midoraisa and I'm midoraisa, so midoraisa, they're not allowed to be together, so therefore he would be responsible for the ksube, but in this case, um, you know, she would sort of egg him on, and therefore, um, she would lose her ksuba. What about Quintus of Masib and Kharj, who says, that if, when they're on their way to Jerusalem, they sleep with each other, she becomes a zona? Well, in that case, she won't be egging him on. Is a definite sota that she's been confirmed to be a sota that she had a relationship, and in that case, it is um oraisa, um, and so according to Rebbe, um, he would be responsible for the ksuba, but at the same time, I mean, I guess she's got nothing to lose. She would, uh, you know, it doesn't change anything. She would uh, egg him on, and therefore she would lose her ksuba. Well, friends, that was the pehe or mesechti yivamus. We talked about a whole bunch of things on Daf Pehe. At the beginning, we talked about, you know, can a, right, what we learned about from Rabbi Yehuda Amarab from yesterday, can a, a Kohenes Uzkshere marry a Cholol? And the answer uh, is yes, according to uh, Rabbi Yehuda Amarab.
Um, we learned about um, punishments being equal for men and for women, right? In general, we learn out from Ela. It says, right, Isho Isha Shayaisim Kochatos. Um, what does it say? So we compare men to women by all prohibitions. They apply equally to men and to women. Um, however, we did say that, but if it only refers to a specific subsect, such as Kohanim, so we have different psukim that we learn uh, that out from, right? Uh, specifically by coin uh, by a coin marrying a, a grusha um, or a um, um, what was the other one? Or a zona halala. So in those cases, uh, we need a special lima to teach that it applies to kohanim as well, that uh, men and women are equal in that regard. Then we talked about the ksube uh, payments for, you know, amana l'koyin gadol, gushvachlutz l'koyin hejit, as well as like a shniyas l'arayas. And we had, ultimately, that we said it, first we had talked about how um, she would not get mizonis, right? Initially the, the, the Gemara had said, that uh, by Shniyas Larayas, she would not, uh, that uh, by Amman al-Koin Gadol, Kushvachul, Sulukoin Ejit, she would not get Mizonis. Um, but then we had a Bryce that says that Taka, she would, that by Amman al-Koin Gadol, Kushvachul, Sulukoin Ejit, she gets Rksube, Mizonis, Paris, all sorts of things. Um, but by Shniyas Larayas, she does not. And the question is, why not? So, um, we saw Machlokas between Rabshim ben Elazar and Rebbe. Rabshim ben Elazar says it's because whenever we have that uh, he is Postle and she is Psula, so then he is responsible for the Ksuba, but if they remain Sheris, such as by Shni Slarayos, so then she loses her Ksuba. Rebbe says that it's about Mida Oraisa versus Mida Rabonon, that by uh, Amana the Kohen Gadol, Grusha, and not exactly Chalutza, the uh, Kohen Hejit, says Mida Oraisa, so therefore um, we don't need any special strengthening of anything because we take it seriously anyways because it's Midor Aisa and therefore it's just kind of the regular halachas of Ksuba. However, when it comes to Dirabonon, such as Shniz Larayas, so we need some extra strengthening. So we say that she loses her Ksuba um, and she doesn't have sort of the uh, security of, the, of, of her Ksuba in that uh, case. We then saw that there was an, uh, an additional opinion that explains that it has to do with who's going to be egging on who, that if they're both Psulim, so then we assume that he would be the one egging her on, but if they're both Ksherin, that she, then she would be the one egging him on. We tried to find Nafkaminis uh, between Rebbe and Rabshim ben Elazar. Ultimately, we said that if you have a situation of a Sota, in that case, well, it's still Ashmida or Isis, so therefore, according to Rebbe, she would get her Ksube, and according to Rabshim uh, ben Elazar, um, she would be egging him on to this relationship since she doesn't become any more possible, and therefore... Um, she would lose her ksube. Friends, that was that. Behave, Mesech, the Yvamis. Hope you enjoyed. Peace out.